You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's crazy. I, I, the first thing I want to say is that it's just good to be home. It's good to be home. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the folks at this place. I mean, I just see love all over the place. Some of my professors are here. My former coach is here. Some of my teammates are here the whole bit. I just, um, 
It's one of the most humbling experiences I've ever experienced in my life. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. What I went through yesterday, what Stephen A. is experiencing today, everybody should attend an HBCU just for a semester. To go to homecoming and feel the pageantry, to feel the, the embrace, the love of what it's like to walk these shallow, these, these famous uh, streets and halls. Man, the, 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 what I received yesterday and Stephen A., the love that you have in this building, to let these students know that where you are, myself, people like Michael Strahan, we attended, graduated from an HBCU. Right. You can get to anywhere from an HBCU. Yes, you and can. don't let nobody tell you you can't. moment. Absolutely. It's great to be here with you, Stephen A. We got a lot of surprises for yeah. you throughout the show. But first, let's throw it back real quick. I want to see what Stephen A. looked like when he, oh, was, when he, was, when he was walking oh, these halls. Do we have Shut a photo? Oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> Young whippersnapper. Hey, listen, hey, listen, listen. listen hey, Moving hey, and shaking. Let's not act like that's a bad photo. I mean, no. you know, I, I'm not a bad looking dude, so it was all right. It, yeah. We'll go with it. I mean, I'm the eyebrows were real thick. I know, the mustache I know, I know. Was, I, the mustache I, was really. Only thing, only thing missing was the unibrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got you felt that. smooth with the mustache too, right? So, so I did. Yeah. I did yeah. at the time. I did. I did. <laughs> Facial hair and all. All right, guys. Uh, let's right. get into some football here right. and kick things off. Thank you again, everybody, for being here. Really appreciate it. So much fun having the energy. All right. So Monday night, back home in New York, Zach Wilson and the Jets took a 27-6 uh, beating from Justin Herbert and the Chargers. The Jets were non-existent on offensive, on offense, managing just two field goals. Garrett Wilson, after the game, frustrated with the lack of offensive firepower. Take a listen. When you play at this level and, and you play on the offensive side of the ball, if you weren't angry, I would think something was wrong. You know, when you're dropping passes, you're committing penalties, you're not giving your, yourself a chance to, to get into a rhythm, get into a, a flow, you're turning it over, we're fumbling. But, um, but offense is a collective thing, and it, it felt like there was opportunities out there to, to be a heck of a lot better. Shannon, full disclosure, I thought the Jets might win this game. I'm just going to be, I think I was the only per, I did. I you did. Have, you must have dreamt back. <laughs> I did. I did. And boy, was, no I, was I wrong. So the Chargers, what's the bigger story? The Chargers dominating win or Zach Wilson and the Jets struggles? It's Zach Wilson, but it's not that he struggled. It's how bad he looked in his struggles. You know, in the fitness community, we say you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Well, in the NFL, you can't overcome bad quarterback play, and that's what the Jets have. Yes, you see what happens when the, when the, the Jets' defense doesn't be historic? Mm -hmm. We see what happens when they don't get punt returns or short fields for right. their offense. Right. The first third down, the Chargers drop down in what we call single-high robber coverage, which means that a backside safety is going to drop down, and he's going to jump any, any crossing route. Mm -hmm. Alan Lazard runs a dig route on the backside, and he almost gets blown up. I'm like, Zach Wilson, why would you throw that? Did you not see that that dropped down in robber No, he didn't see Clearly he didn't. That's right. Because he wouldn't have thrown that headache ball that almost got Alan Lazard knocked out. He eight sacks and gritted. All the sacks, all the sacks aren't on him. That offensive line couldn't block the sun out of their eyes. They're bad. Lowest rated offensive line in the NFL. 
lower than that. That's right. So whoever Lord. has the best college offensive line, they're worse than them. And they can't run the football. Brees Hall needs to get more touches earlier. Mm-hmm. But Zach Wilson, and I've been trying to tell people, well, if he just does this, he can't be the reason mm-hmm. they lose a ball game. Right. At some point in time, the defense can't be, keep being historic, right. Stephen A., holding teams to 10 points, okay. picking teams off, turning the ball over. Zach Wilson is not the answer. And unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers went down four plays into the Well, here's the deal, y'all. There are certain teams that are so atrocious <laughs> that you don't even want to talk about them on national TV. They don't deserve the attention. That's the New York Jets. Yes. They're horrible. They are. Offensively. Defensively, this team is elite. And what you're seeing is a bunch of dudes on the offensive side of the ball that know they're so awful, they're so awful, they're so offensive that they literally feel like apologizing to the defense because they ain't doing anything. Zach Wilson has lost four fumbles in two weeks. You're the quarterback of the New York Jets. You've lost four fumbles in two weeks. You lost two last night. You fumbled three times. We don't even need to get into the numbers. The fact that they had more time of possessions, they run more plays, it didn't matter. They weren't going anywhere because he's their quarterback. And by the way, he looked scared. I don't know if anybody knows. He looked scared. So what we're not going to do this protecting one. Him. Well, listen, that's one of the reasons. The other reasons that he knows he's not that skilled. See, when you got skills, you're cussing out your offensive lineman because you know what you can do despite them. And you're saying, damn it, you're not doing your job, so it's making my job difficult. In his case, he's scared for a different reason. The brother know he ain't ready. Right. He know he don't belong where he is. He know he doesn't deserve to be the starting quarterback of a National Football League team. And that's the reality of the situation. So I feel sorry for the New York Jets, but not so sorry that I'm going to waste a whole bunch of time on this nationally televised show ruining our day by talking <laughs> about them with their sorry offensive selves. Shin, what do you think of the job Nathaniel Hackett's done? It's really hard to say because they were anticipating having Aaron Rodgers. Yes. And your whole offense is geared around what Aaron Rodgers does. Now all of a sudden you have Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson I mean, he's the second overall pick, but Zach Wilson is not. He's a mar- very marginal quarterback, maybe slightly below marginal. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get to, to a destination when the driver has no idea where the hell he's going. Yeah, and what you also have is this. Sometimes these organizations, this is one of the things that you notice a hell of a lot better than me, Shannon. You want to validate your decision. Correct. So you're putting a dude in a position, giving him every opportunity, exhausting yourself to try to show you were valid in making the selection. And that's a lot of times, and in all walks of life, no matter what profession it is, you have people who make the decisions and because of the investment that was made, they try to justify it when in fact, right. the reason why Pete Carroll is still a coach in the National Football League, Shannon, and why he's so successful and been so successful in Seattle was because even after spending the money on Matt Flynn and throwing money in his direction yep. many, many years ago. When Russell Wilson, the third-round pick, rolled up in there and he outshined in training camp, they said, the hell with the commitment, the hell with the investment. This is the brother that's going to help us win games. And they made that decision. You see those decisions made very, very rarely in the National Football League, and that's the problem here. And Pete Carroll also knew when to get off Russell Wilson. That's right. Uh, Justin Herbert. When I look at him, he's a guy, I mean, for all the physical traits that he possessed, six foot four, 240 pounds, athletic, can make every throw, rolling left, rolling right, can throw from the pocket. If you include the playoffs, he's a 500 quarterback. That's right. 
at some point in time, we got to say, hey, we need to see more, Justin Herbert. That's right. We need to see more from you. Well, and last, and granted, the Jets defense can make a lot of quarterbacks, and they've made a lot of really good quarterbacks look very, very pedestrian this right, year. Right. But I'm, I'm, still, I'm still not sold on Justin well, Herbert. Well, talk, talk to me about Justin Herbert after you deal with Brandon Staley, the head coach. When you replace him, <laughs> talk to me. Because okay. we all know he should not be the head coach for the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. You, you sure about that? Uh, yes, I am. I'm very, very <laughs> sure about that. I'm very sure about that. Well, it, the, finally, the defense showed up. Now, I don't know if the defense finally showed up or the Jets offense is just that, as the, your word, putrid. That's right. Hey, that was one they, of the words I used. Eight, eight sacks, fumbles. I mean, they're just, they just couldn't get out of their, they just couldn't get out of their own way. The Jets, the Jets, I just don't see it. I mean, and, and, and Robert Sala does all that boasting when they win. Oh, we, we do yeah, this yeah. and we do that. Yes. And now you're so humble. Yeah, well, you know, you're offensive. We'll be fumbling the ball. We you know, I'm, 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 I'm near New Jersey and MetLife Stadium. There's a swamp there, and we know it because of how it smells. The, difference, the, is now, the difference now is we once thought it was the swamp. Now we think it's the Jets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is because that's how much <laughs> that's they exactly stink what offensively. It is. That's what the hell is going Before on. Before we move on really quick, mm-hmm. it seems like Aaron Rodgers is tracking to potentially come back this season. Do you think that's a bad decision? decision that's his decision i think the thing is that as we as we start to get older we realize we have less time to do what we actually want to do it's not like he's 33 Stephen. he's he's 40 right and so how many more years do i have i i just i just don't believe it i'm gonna have to wait he shouldn't do it here's why because of what we started off the show saying. Their offensive line is atrocious you don't come back to a bad offensive line when you tore your achilles right you don't come back unless you 100%. You don't subject yourself to the risk of potentially getting injured again because people can't block for you. Hell no. Let them sit out this year. You're getting paid. Right. Get your rest. The season's a wash. Right. Come back next year. Give them the entire offseason to buffer the offensive line and then come back. Let Zach Wilson stay out there on suicide watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, we ready to transition to We're- your favorite team. You know Stephen A. loves the Cowboys, right? That's right. Y'all know better. Red no Cowboys. you. No Protect the legacy. That's right. All right, let's get into it. So the top-seeded Eagles are 8-1 after taking care of business Sunday, beating the Cowboys 28-23. Dallas had multiple opportunities at the end of the game, but they weren't able to score. Despite the loss in Philly, Micah Parsons is still optimistic, saying... I feel like we have even more confidence now. I feel like everybody had us out and everyone was praising the Eagles team. Obviously, we gave them their best fit. I'm not even going to spit fuel on the fire. We'll see them again in four weeks. Who wants to take this one first? What do you want? Should the Cowboys be more confident after hanging in with the Eagles? Shannon, believe it or not, I'm going to say yes. I know, I, I'm going to say yes, Shannon. I'm going to say yes. It's not about moral victories. It's about the fact that you don't look at the Cowboys over the last couple of weeks in which Dak Prescott has thrown seven touchdowns and just one interception and say their struggles are because of him. See, to me, it comes down to him. And to me, if you're out there and you're throwing interceptions or you're finding a way to wet the bed and not and coming up small, that's a different animal. I didn't see that yet the Sunday. I was at the game. You see the tight end. You make a, I mean, this dude, I mean, get, your, get your knee down. Get in the end zone, okay? That can't be on Dak. Dak is running for his life. I know you got 
got on him for stepping up for the, for, you know, a half inch I out of bounds and not being pitch and told or whatever. But that brother Brandon Graham was coming after him. I mean, that, that was a big boy chasing him. He's trying to get the hell up in there, out of there. That's what happened with that. Those are the kind of things that transpire. We get all of that. I'm just looking at C.D. Lamb and how he's developing. I'm looking at the defense, which is real. I'm looking at the suspect play within the NFC conference. I'm even looking at the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Not 100%. That is problematic. The Eagles secondary, not as elite as it was last year. That's problematic. We saw what happened to the Lions against the Ravens. We saw what happened to Seattle against the Ravens. We've seen what happened with the San Francisco 49ers over the last month. And all of a sudden, Brock Purdy looks human. I'm just looking at it from that standpoint. And I'm saying, excuse me, the Dallas Cowboys are here in the mix. Do I believe they will win? Hell no. I wouldn't admit it if I did. There's no way on earth do I believe that the Dallas Cowboys are going to do that. But to sit up here and to act like they're not legit bona fide contenders, particularly against the rest of the NFC, I, I can't say that. Tell me why your confidence. How do you get confidence in a loss? Their defense. I think their defense is I think their defense is big time. I think Micah Parsons is a game changer. I think they could get to the quarterback. I see a lot of these quarterbacks struggling with quarterback or under quarterback pressure. You complete in 56, 58, 62% of your passes with no pressure. But the second you under pressure, you plummet to the 40 percentile range. We're seeing that league wide. You know that yes. just as well as I do. And Dallas could get to the quarterback better than most. Think about what you just said. Jalen Hurts is hurt. They're not doing offensively what they did last year. That secondary is not as demanding, as commanding as it was last year. And they still beat the Cowboys. All right. Now, you told me Dak, and this is what Dak is exactly what I said he mm-hmm. was in the moments. Mm-hmm. Because it comes down at, at every game, you're not going to have it for the entirety of the game. It comes down to moments. In the moments when the Cowboys needed Dak Prescott to get the team in the end zone, right. you tell me what happened. Now you're confident. Okay, but how are you just saying Dak? What about Mike McCarthy and that time, and the, the clock management? What about, what about the penalties? I, I get Okay. The Cowboys are, have been a penalized team since Mike McCarthy got there. That's right. And then when I tell them about the penalties, they say I'm a hater. And then all of a sudden, we got penalties. Oh, they didn't call this on the Eagles. All I know is this, is that Dak had an opportunity to, for that 374 to mean something. Why are we surprised that Dak threw for 374 and three touchdowns? Sam Howell threw for 397 and four touchdowns the week before. And you tell me the Cowboys have more talent than the Commanders. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised of the offensive output that the Cowboys had. At the end of the day, we've seen the Cowboys go up and down the field. But what's caused them to lose the game? Because in the red zone, they went three for, three for five and the Eagles went three or three. Go ahead, yeah. Molly. Uh, only the Broncos worse in go to goal situations. Explain this note to me that I'm reading right Right now, okay. after leading the NFL in red zone efficiency last season, Shannon, mm-hmm. they ranked 29 mm. in that category this season. How is there that kind of drop off? Explain that to me. Well, it's, it's really hard to put your finger on one thing. Uh, Zeke, if you look at it now, Zeke was not the runner that he was, but when they got close, he could get the ball in the end zone. Okay. He was the plow horse running back. Gallup, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to get the ball in the end zone with the consistency that Zeke got the ball in the, the end zone last year. They had a couple of turnovers here and there, even though they didn't turn the ball over uh, last week. Mm-hmm. But that's been their issue. We saw that start mm-hmm. the season. Okay. But see, when you look at other things, they're getting scooping scores. They're getting pick six. The, off, the defense, I mean, excuse me, the special teams are putting them on short fields. Mm-hmm. You overlook it. Well, we won. We won. And I tell people this story all the time. Mike Shanahan told me one time, he said, Shannon, I'll never accept anything in a uh, 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 loss uh, and then I would have win. Okay. So if three or five is not good enough in a loss. Mm-hmm. Well, I get what you're saying, but here's my point. 
then tell me somebody other than Dak Prescott. And by the way, I'm not trying to give him a pass. I'm simply pointing out some of the other things, the deficiencies that we see from the Dallas Cowboys. Who's that bell cow running back? Ezekiel Elliott is gone. Yeah, you got Tony Pollard there. You don't have – he hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game since game one of the season. Right. He really hasn't had that. So we got that as an issue. You're number two. You're number three. So you got Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks. I mean, they basically did nothing against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. It was all about C.D. Lamb right. with 12 targets for nearly 200 receiving yards. We get that. This kid Ferguson has been become a primary target. Like now, that you, now that you lost Schultz, this brother Ferguson has shown that he's able, capable of stepping in and doing some things for you. So now we look at their defense. All I'm saying to you is this. Talk to me about their lack of a running game. Talk to me about an offensive line that isn't as potent as it once was. Talk to me about the play calling of Mike McCarthy, who, by the way, promised more balance, but they rush into, they're passing the ball 54% of the times, running the football 46% of the time. Where's that balance that you were talking about that made you coach Jerry into replacing Kellen Moore and getting him to go over to the Los Angeles Chargers instead of staying here with Dallas as a top-rated offense? All of those things play a role. I'm not saying they're going to win. I damn sure ain't saying they're going to win. All I'm saying is I can point to a few things other than Dak Prescott as to why they will lose. But I'm not saying Dak was the reason why they lost, but he needs to be the reason why they won the game by being spectacular in those moments. Okay. Kellen Moore, I believe Kellen Moore has a better and a more creative mind than Mike McCarthy. Okay. That's why they were where they were ranked last year, number one in gold, gold in red zone situations. Do you think that the Cowboys can make up ground on the Eagles ahead of their Week 14 matchup? Let me give you the schedule. So the Cowboys' next five weeks are the Giants, the Win. Panthers, Win. Commanders, Win. Seahawks, Win. Eagles, obviously that's what we're getting to. The Eagles next five weeks, gauntlet, at Chiefs, wow. Bills, wow. Niners, wow. Cowboys. Yeah, by the, time, by, the, if they, by the time they get to that, they might be even. <laughs> They might. They I don't might, think so, though. This might. This might be. This might be for the uh, uh, the division lead when they play because all the teams that we mentioned, they can light that secondary up. Mm-hmm. Even though Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the the, the, the skill set receive the receivers, man. The Eagles secondary, Stephen A. They're bad. I think the Cowboys will go four and one over their next five games. Right. And in that same span that the Eagles have, even if the Eagles ended up two and two, they still end up in first place. Because they've got a what is it? What is it, two and a half two, two game lead over the mm-hmm. over the Dallas Cowboys, which is really three and a half because they already beat the Cowboys. Right. Well well yeah, but because when you look at it, Eagles, man. Secondary is bad. The only Gardner thing Johnson is missed. Yeah, the, the secondary and bad. their tight end just went down. The, yeah, uh, Dallas got it. But it's, 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 it's Jalen, man. It seems like every time because I saw him get chased down the other day, I'm like, that would have never happened if this man was yes. healthy. And so that's the only thing that concerns. They me. They might have is, to give him a week off. The only thing that concerns me is this: the health. Here's a question: When do they play the Giants? Uh, Cowboys play the Giants next week. Okay, the Eagles. I'm talking about the Eagles play the Giants soon. Because that's no. the, that's the week that's the that's no. the, you get healthy. If that was on the, that's the week you get healthy. No. You give Jalen Hurts that no, time off. That's what I was do. thinking. Before, okay, I got you. Before we roll, so outside the red zone, Dak's first. Inside the red zone, he's fifteenth. With that being said, in what you saw, you were obviously you were at the game and you said you were a little more confident than that they hung in with the right. Eagles. Do you think that they could beat the Eagles in a playoff game. Cowboys? Yeah. I'm not picking the Cowboys to win any damn body in a playoff game. I don't care. So what, what, was, the, so what was the point I'm, of this whole I'm, segment? I'm, I'm, I'm being objective and constructive, but in the end, when you ask me a question that directly, Molly, the bottom line is it would call for Didn't me to give you, the should, Cowboys credit. Should it, the Cowboys be more confident after I think, the loss? I think based on their performance, they should be more confident. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win. I 
think that when it counts most, they're going to lose because there's a black cat running around that franchise. And somehow, <laughs> some way, they will That's find right. a way to mess it up. Yeah. That's all. Well, you have a little bit more confidence than, than I do. Really? I need to see. Really? I need to see. I haven't seen enough of it. I've seen eight years. Yeah. That's a large sample size. Okay. You know what, what I, I love need about, to see? What I love about Shannon, he makes me look cruel. He makes me look nice. I like that. Ram Pride! Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Drum major Mickey Mouse is in the house today representing Disney. That's right. It's a celebratory mood out here. <laughs> Stephen A's at his alma mater, Winston-Salem State. All right, but standing by, as I was saying, drum major Mickey Mouse is in the house today representing Disney on the yard. Hey, hey, hey. In partnership with HBCUs around the country, Disney has strengthened its commitment to the development of internships, mentorship programs, 
and career growth opportunities for HBCU students and graduates. We're so excited to be back with Mickey and to once again partner with Disney on the Yard. Be sure to follow Disney on the Yard on IG. to the NBA. James Harden made his Clippers debut last night in a 111-97 loss against your Knicks. Stephen A. Harden played 31 minutes at 17.6 assists. What role does Harden need to play for there to be success in L.A.? Uh, listen, it's hard to say right now because you got four guys, Shannon, that, that, that want the ball. Like mm-hmm. Kawhi, PG, Russell Russ. Westbrook, and obviously James Harden. Now, James Harden is the natural pure point guard compared to the others if he wants to be. The likelihood in order for that to happen right now, you saw last night, Ty Luke putting him with the second unit. That's when the Knicks went on a 10-0 run. He was a minus 18 when they won a four, even though he hit six of his nine shots. In the end, Ty Lue is going to have to figure out whether he's best with the first unit or the second unit. And if he is best with the first unit, what does that mean for Russell Westbrook? And if he's best with the second unit, how is Harden going to take being with the second unit. You just don't know right now. It's an intriguing story that we all have to keep our eyes on because the Clippers have the talent to contend for a title. I definitely do not believe he will be as receptive as Chris Paul to coming off the bench. Right. All right. The Clippers' next two games are at the Nets, Harden's former team, and the Mavs against his former teammate, Kyrie Irving. Staying on the West Coast in L.A., the Lakers start the season 0-4 on the road after last night's tight loss to the Heat. With the clock winding down, LeBron kicked it to Cam Reddish, who got a good look but couldn't sink the three, as you see right there. Take a listen to what James had to say after the game. Be ready again, because I'm, 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 there will be many more opportunities, especially for me. I know I'm going to see two defenders late in games, um, so just be ready. All right, welcome back into First Take, live from Winston-Salem State, Stephen A's alma mater. Uh, let's dive into this a little further. So prior to yesterday's game, LeBron reflected on his time with the Heat and what it meant to his career. Let me read those quotes for you. I think it still would be at this level no matter if I would have came here or not. Let's not get it twisted. The four years I was here, it was amazing. I loved everything about it. Loved this franchise. This franchise is top tier. It's one of the best franchises in the world. But as far as my career, my career was going to be my career and as far as individually because I know how much I put into the game and I know how much I strive to be as great as I can be (laughs) and as far as what I was able to learn he was second to none that's for sure yes okay Shannon yes do you agree with what LeBron said about his time in Miami? Hell no. I vehemently disagree. I strenuously disagree with what he said. At the time that he had arrived in Miami, he had two, M- he had two regular season MVPs and one finals appearance through his first seven seasons. LeBron, do you realize the reason why you got into the GOAT conversation because of what transpired in Miami? You won two more finals MVPs. You more, won two more regular season MVPs. You went to four straight finals. LeBron, how can you say that your career was going to be the same without going to Miami? 
LeBron, I'm not so sure had you not gone to Miami, how do I make a com- compelling case? And I can argue any case before the Supreme Court. How do I make a case that he's a top five player if he doesn't go to Miami, Stephen A? I don't understand why LeBron wants to be so dismissive. Okay, I get it. You dislike Pat Riley. Pat Riley didn't give you the, 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 the latitude that Cleveland, like the Lakers do. I get everything that you're saying from that aspect. But to sit there and sit in front of a, a, a uh, the media and say your career was going to be the, your career was going to be the career. Come on, LeBron, man, you got to stop this. It's okay to give the Miami Heat the credit that they deserve. Man, <sighs> I almost caught a heart attack. <laughs> I cannot believe I am so proud of you right now. I thought you were going to disagree. This touches my heart, Chancellor. <laughs> I can't. I didn't believe you were capable of such a thing. Man, come on, I, I, with LeBron. I mean, we are marching locks. It's supposed to be a debate show. But damn it, ain't no debate here. No. Because you're 1,000% correct. What the hell is wrong with you, LeBron? What the hell is wrong with you? Let me tell y'all something. LeBron James loses in Boston. When he goes to Miami, how does it happen? You got James Dolan talking about making him a billionaire. That didn't work. You got other teams looking at him. Pat Riley rolled up. And put rings on the table. Right. Do, do you want these? Okay. Well, here's how you get them. Now, obviously, I've broken the story about how he's going to end up taking his talents to South Beach. But make no mistake about it. Do y'all understand the greatness of a Hall of Famer by the name of Dwayne Wade? Yes. He was a great player. He was a great leader. Let's go back to LeBron's rookie year. LeBron... Every press conference was D-Wade looking right at it, was sitting right next to him. Why was that? Because mentally, despite the greatness of LeBron James as a talent, mentally he was warped. He was scared to shoot free throws. He was scared to really take the bull by the horn. Give me the rock. I'm that dude. I'm that man. Okay? So much so that even after they lost in the finals to Dallas, when Jason Terry was guarding him in the post in the fourth quarter. And J.J. Barea. And J.J. Barea. Okay? Como style, by the way. The bottom line is this. When that happened, the following year, All-Star Weekend, and I've said this many times, LeBron James got the ball in his hands. The late, great Kobe Bryant claps his hands. Let's go and defend them. An exhibition All-Star game to just having a good time. And he threw the ball in the corner, and it was a turnover. And Melo, D-Wade, Kobe, everybody descended on LeBron. What's the matter with you? He was warped. He was, And that is why, Shannon Sharp, I haven't given him the title as GOAT because I got to take into account all of those things before you started winning championships. And what I'm saying is that he's been going against Jordan and those brothers with that kind of mentality before he ever won a championship. He'd have never won one. They'd have shut it down because they'd have snatched his heart. But because he got to Miami and learned what it took to be a champion, he's been unstoppable since. There's a difference. Let me play devil's advocate because yes. I'm not sure you guys are totally reading his quotes right. So he says, I think I would still be at this level no matter if I would have came here or not. Meaning I'd be this type. Let me just go through it. Yes. I'd be this type of caliber yes, player. I believe that. Whether I went to Miami or not. Let me dive into it again. But as far as my career, my career was going to be my career as far as individually. Because I know how much I put in the game and what I strive to be. Meaning like my destiny was my destiny. Th- this is what was planned for me. And I put in the work. No matter where I went, I was going to make it first. happen. How do you see fault in that? How about this? I'll yes, I, I believe he probably would have been the all-time leading scorer 
but there is no argument that could be made that he's the GOAT. There would be no argument that could be made that he's a top five player. How do you know that? Because he doesn't have championships, Molly. You cannot be, you cannot be in the GOAT. How do you know he couldn't have gone somewhere else and got championships? See, now we're doing hypothetical. But I'm just saying, that's what he's saying. This is a hypothetical. Well, well hypothetically. You want, you, want, you want me to take a shot? You want me to take a shot? Molly, Molly, let's deal with what we okay. know. Why is it so hard for him to say, you know what? Miami was great for me. I won two of my, I won two of my finals MVPs in this location. I won two regular season MVPs in location. That's when people start. Once he went to Miami, a lot of people said the best version of LeBron James in his 21-year career was that four-year block in Miami. He was sensational on both ends of the court. Okay, yes. Would he have still been playing 21 years? I believe he'd have still been playing 21 years. I believe he'd have been playing at this level. But I do not believe we would not, Stephen A. and others would be having a conversation that he's in the GOAT debate. I believe he's number one had he not gone to Miami. Let me say this to you. Puts you this way. The league throughout history is filled with players who were great individually. Mm -hmm but can never win it. Yes. That may have been LeBron James. He was psychologically warped. He wasn't there. And so what you have is a situation, Molly, where greatness comes into play. And one of the things that proves it is how great ones ultimately negate your elevation to greatness. Patrick Ewan was great, but he ran into a large one. Barkley was great. Carl Malone was great. Others were great, but they ran into Jordan. And so what happens is if you're LeBron James and you had that stuff in your psyche where going to the free throw line was a, a scary proposition for you, when literally taking over, when literally putting yourself in a position mentally and emotionally to take a leadership role, you have to be Kobe, that was innate. Jordan, that was innate. Dwayne Wade had to convince LeBron James to take it. He didn't know how to, and he didn't want to. And if LeBron is great, he's phenomenal. Number two all-time on my list. Role model, the whole bit. He's spectacular. But in the end, what is LeBron most salty about when he hears people like me and others say that? Because what we're saying is somebody helped you get to that point. And we're saying had you not gotten to Miami— you would have never got here. And you would have had all the individual numbers and all the individual accolades, but you may have very well been devoid of a championship. He wouldn't have known how to help Kyrie and Kevin Love win the championship in Cleveland. He wouldn't have known how to get Anthony Davis to win the championship in L.A. in the bubble. That LeBron James that was in Dallas couldn't have done that, but once he learned to be a champion right. and what it took, that's what elevated him. What did he say after he won the championship? It's about damn time. You said James Dolan told him he could help him become a billionaire. If he thought he could win a championship somewhere else other than Miami, he he would have took his ass there. He didn't because he knew Miami gave him the best chance. I just think there's more ways to get where you're going. You are, but but he didn't know. Had you not played for the Denver Broncos, would you have won a Super Bowl? Well, you won one ball? Maybe. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying, the big picture, the macro. You're reading into it. But, but Molly, you're doing hypotheticals. We can say, well, if Shaq and Kobe had to stay together. Seven titles. If Shaq would have worked out in the NBA like he works out now, they'd have won ten titles. If Jordan had stayed, he'd have won ten titles. I just think LeBron is saying I'd be LeBron no matter what. Oh, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be LeBron. He wouldn't be the GOAT. But he would not even be in the discussion. No. Molly, he wouldn't be in the discussion. Yes, he would still be LeBron. 
LeBron. He would still be the all- I believe right. Stephen A. He would still be the all-time leading scorer. Okay. I believe that. Right. I believe he'd be still playing at this level. But I don't know if he would have won a championship. He, I, don't, I don't know if he would have won a championship. And then not only that, think about what we're saying. It's not about him going someplace else to play. Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade taught him how to lead, taught him how to be the leader they knew he was meant to be. He couldn't get over that hump. Why is Kevin Durant still getting the heat? He's a two-time NBA champion and a two-time NBA Finals MVP because he went to Golden State to do it, and he hasn't won since he departed. So he's taking heat because of that. So explain this to me. LeBron's very strategic, right? Yes. Highly intelligent. Yes. Why would he make these comments? Why make these? I mean, some, because I think the thing is, because what Stephen A. said, Stephen A. said all the things, what he said, that he needed Dwayne Wade and he needed Pat Riley and he needed all this. Right. And LeBron is saying, you're diminishing me. You make it seem like I was a bum before I got to Miami. And nobody ever said that LeBron. We never said that. No, no, no one has ever said LeBron James was a bum before he arrived in Miami. But I don't know how in the hell we could ever have a debate in which LeBron James right. is, is jo- Jordan and LeBron James because it's Jordan and LeBron mm-hmm. without the Miami. They got. Let me tell you how quiet I got. They're going to get mad at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your boy Rich Paul and Mary Carter, who I love. I love them both. Right? Everybody talking, talking, talking LeBron and the whole bit and having no debate. Yeah. I said, you got a shop. You ain't even got to go on first take. I'll come on the shop. I wish you would try to debate this subject with me because I know what I saw prior to, prior to you winning championships. You can't argue against what we witnessed. We saw it in real time. Ask Kevin Garnett what they witnessed. Ask Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Rondo what they witnessed. And we had Rondo on the show, and Rondo's phenomenal and loved the hell out of LeBron James. But we saw what we saw. LeBron James post-championship is entirely different than the dude that showed up in Miami here. And here, his talent was always there. Thank you. Without question. But here and here, oh, there was a huge question mark. Ain't no doubt about that. I don't believe we can have the conversation without Miami. No question. We agree there. I'm proud of you, bro. I I know you was capable of saying that. Fired up you got on first take, and it was with me. And I love it. I'm here for all all of it. That's right. All right. uh, Before we roll, Shan, what would you make of Cam Reddish taking that last shot? Here's a guy that's a 32% career three-point shooter. I'm going to do you better, Stephen A. He's a 15% shooter this year. The man has scored zero clutch time points. And that's the guy you want to take the last shot. You tell me, and I get it. LeBron, got, I got confidence in the guys I'm a right. pester. Christian Woods on the court, he's a 42% right. three-point shooter. Okay. Why in the hell would you pay? What indication have you received this year? That Cam Reddish should be allowed to take well, that Well, I think you're looking at it wrong. Number one, he was on the court and he was open in the left corner. There's right, a reason. Right, 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 right. I understand that, but you let, usually most dudes can make shots from the left corner. This is what they say. Cam Reddish is supposed to be a shooter. Find out about him early on in the season, seven games into the season. There's no harm or so what? You lost the game. You'll be all right. Remember, this team was struggling under 500 before they made the trade for your deadline, mm-hmm. and they went and they and they soared to the playoffs, second best record in the NBA yeah, at the time yeah. to Milwaukee. So let's look at it from that perspective and say, wait a minute. All right, Cam Reddish early in the season. Here's the ball. Damn it, you keep missing those shots. You're going to be out the league. He's running on his last chance. Cam Reddish has been all over the place. You were at Duke. You didn't stay there long. You come You come into the NBA, Atlanta, New York. Now you in L.A. Damn it, you ain't getting it. You better start making them damn shots, Cam Reddish. You better start making them damn shots or you're going to be working at someplace else. You know what I'm saying? Roadway or somebody doing truck, loading and unloading, unloading trucks or something. He better get it together. But in the end, I'm not going to knock LeBron James for throwing him the ball no. this early in the season. No, no. I'm not mad that LeBron passed the ball, the guy shooting 15%. Right. That's only 15% better than you and I. I, I hadn't shot a basketball Fine. in 30 years. Earlier, early in the season, you try it, and then you know to get rid of them before it gets detrimental. It's early in the season, Shannon. Seven games in the season. Mm-mm. 
Seven games into the season. He's on the court. Try him. All right. He ain't going to be out there next time. 32% Steve. I agree. I agree. And 15% this year, Molly? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, excuse me. I would remind you that Anthony Davis, up until this season, I mean, he was—I mean, he was shooting eighteen percent at one time from three. You would—you—you you were still cool with the two threes. I don't know. I know. I'm not. Your, no, I didn't I'm say not. now. No. I said before. No. I said no. last year. No. I was watching you. Uh, I was watching. I watched Club Shay Shay. I saw you no, talking no, about you. No, no, unless unless you Kevin Durant, you shouldn't be sixteen shooting threes. No. Okay. All right, I got a question for our audience. Right. Okay. Have you all seen Stevens' A list on television? Yeah. Would you like to see one live in person? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We That's have right. that for you. We I need, have that for I, I you. I need some love. She be trying to hate on me, y'all. My age <laughs> lesson. I'm just telling y'all. Don't listen to any of it. It's just right. a little sensitive. All right. First Take fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite First Take episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and PTI ad-free as well. They also have favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means? Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash First Take. That's Amazon.com slash First Take to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards, scoring beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. That was Stephen A's Hall of Fame pack. See, Shannon, you're not the only HOFer, right? <laughs> oh, his, is for, his is for an entirely different reason. 
to First Take live from Winston-Salem State. Stephen A's alma mater. We're having a good time. Our HBCU alma mater tour continues. With that being said, we got a quick take for you right here. Please do. Uh, South Carolina women taking on Notre Dame in Paris. Look at this spectacular behind-the-back finish from oh. freshman Malaysia Fulwiley. Stephen A, how ridiculous is that? That was so smooth. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that move by the ladies too often, but no. she's special. She got those kind of skills. I like that, Shannon. You might not see another another play identical to this by a young lady in the next decade, maybe even longer. Wow. I mean, behind the back, up under, reverse. Kiss. That's Kyrie. That's a move you expect to see from Kyrie right. or yeah. Rod Strickland. With yeah. quickness, with ball yes. handling skills, yeah. and no look it's fake. A, it's impressive. Yes. But don't forget where the basketball capital of the world is. Where it used to be. Stores, Connecticut. It used to be. I don't even know how to get the stores. Shannon. There's nothing stored I'm there anymore. I'm trying to figure out how to get the stores. Yeah, I've never well, been there. Shannon. Shannon. there anymore. Shannon, we, we just won the national championship in March. Settle down. Oh, you talking about, you know, about the women. We well, talk about we, women. We do it in both, okay? Oh, my goodness. Coming up. And now, two pigeons be the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.